Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. I tell you that Stephen Kenny has to be cursed or something. What's going on? Ireland trailing Azerbaijan by a goal to nil in their uh, World Cup uh, qualifier. Azerbaijan scoring right in the stroke at halftime. And then uh, Makhmadov scoring an absolute cracker, it has to be said, but where was the marking? Why did nobody close him down? Great goal, but now Ireland have a mountain to climb. So unlucky against Portugal earlier on in the week and now against Azerbaijan. Look, it is only half-time, second half coming up from the Aviva Stadium. Fingers crossed the boys in green can get back into it, but my God, that was a poor first half from an Ireland point of view. Elsewhere on the show tonight, we're going to be talking to uh, Dylan McGlade after his wonder goal for Cork City. We're going to talk to Kelly Harrington. Uh, we're going to talk some Paralympics as well. And we're going to talk uh, Camogie as well. So that's all to come on the show between now and 7 o'clock. My name's Roy O'Hagan. I'm here with you for the next hour. Delighted uh, you joined us on the show. And if you haven't heard... Ireland losing by a goal to nil uh, against uh, Azerbaijan. It's not good, not good at all. It's been a poor first half. Man started well, and then it's just been look. It's 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 hard. James McLean started today. He's been a passenger for most of it, and it's uh, it's been hard to watch. But Azerbaijan coming into the game more and more and more, and got a goal right. I think you should have seen this goal from um, Emin. Um, uh, uh, excuse me, Emin uh, Makhmadov. It was just a, a fantastic, fantastic strike. Kevin Doyle not happy on RCE at half time. It's a lot to do the next 45 minutes. Ireland have to win this one. Big crowd at the Aviva Stadium there as well today. But it's all there for Ireland to do in the next 45 minutes. And uh, going to be making a couple of changes here, our Ireland. And uh, we'll get you up to date on those ones in just uh, a little bit. But it's it's just... <laughs> I'm actually struggling to, to put into words how disappointed I am with that uh, Ireland performance. And uh, Ireland have made one change. Daryl Horgan has come on. Uh, he's replacing Aaron Connolly. Aaron Connolly just not having a good game by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, it is... Uh, that change has been made. So look, we'll see how that goes. Uh, over the next while but look it's just uh, underway Ireland nil Azerbaijan won is how things stand at the moment uh, elsewhere in the other game in that qualifying group Serbia 2-0 up on Luxembourg as things stand Serbia will have 10 points along with Portugal still heartbroken over that Portugal win over Ireland uh, the other night but yeah it was just a hard game to take and I was so excited as well for this Ireland and Azerbaijan game today and it was the first time I was excited for an Ireland game in quite a long time and then it started okay and you're like oh this is going to be good here Adam Eden's getting some good positions he's working his socks off like he did against Portugal the other night and then just that sucker punch for goal and you're thinking how are Ireland going to get back into this because Azerbaijan are just going to sit deep and sit deep and frustrate Ireland for the next 45 minutes and yeah look I'll keep it posted on it anyway and depress myself talking about it but uh, yeah, also tonight, uh, Scotland hosting Moldova, 7.45, the kickoff at time for that one. Uh, their manager, Steve Clark, is confident that they will be better in tonight's game. Uh, they're fourth in their group after the defeat to Denmark during the week, but Clark says they have prepared well. We'll be good in the game. The lads have been good in training. Uh, there's a little edge to them. I can feel it already. They know they're going to uh, a pivotal moment in the group, so let's see what we produce. 
Ireland uh, starting well in the second half anyway so positive signs uh, from that one as uh, Darren Horgan put in across that Malumbi just headed over so look a positive start uh, for Ireland anyway but we will indeed keep you posted on that one Inge Boscard Southgate has praised the incredible maturity of his players in dealing with the racist abuse during the World Cup qualifier against Hungary FIFA's open disciplinary proceedings after Raheem Sterling and Jude Bellingham were targeted during the 4-0 win Southgate says they need to keep fighting against racism I think they feel supported by their teammates which is very important to them I think their teammates recognise how challenging it must be for our black players but we can only keep taking the stance that we have done we know it's going to take time and we know that feels very slow for everybody but you know we, we have to keep fighting that battle Defeat for Cork City today in the Evoke.ef Women's Cup quarterfinal. Shelburne winning by a goal to nil at Talca Park and who would have guessed it? Saoirse Noonan, the former Cork City player popping up to score from the edge of the box uh, so not celebrating at all following that goal um, but uh, yes City are out Shelburne advance at half past six it is Wexford Dutes against Athlone Town an hour later it's Galway taking on DLR Waves there are five fixes in the Bonsacours Premier Senior Football Championship today a busy day and uh, some results from today St. Fimbers 2.15 Balancholic 117 was how it finished Balancholic mounting a 12 point comeback there an epic comeback in the second half uh, for the colleague but uh, the Barish just hanging on to win by a single point elsewhere Aero beating Cabri Rangers today 115 to 19 was how that finished at 4 o'clock it was Castlehaven against Town. Castlehaven winning on a scoreline of 2-12-2-1-10 Nemo Rangers and Valley Rovers is underway since 5pm and the latest score from there they are level Valley Rovers 1-8 Nemo Rangers 11 points uh, Nemo Rangers of course just winning the 2020 championship last Sunday and back straight back into action today at 7 then it's Douglas versus Carrigaline two games just underway in the Senior A Football Championship for Moy and Mallow and O'Donovan Rossa versus Bandon the Cork under 16 ladies are Munster champions beating Kerry today 7-11 2-4 was how that finished in boxing Kerry Taylor in action this evening as she puts her unbeaten record on the line tonight she'd face the American uh, Jennifer Tan uh, Jennifer Han excuse me at uh, Headingley in Leeds later on I cannot wait to watch this fight Katie Taylor watching is always box office and it's always an event and I cannot wait to watch it tonight it should be about 10 o'clock I would think there or thereabouts to cater Katie Taylor, 18 and 0, looking to make it 19 straight wins as professional, taking on Han, who's 18, 3 and 1. And she is on the back of an eight fight winning streak stretching back to 2014. Uh, so looking forward to watching Katie Taylor in action this evening. We'll have more boxing on the show a little bit later on. We're going to be talking to Kelly Harrington about her Olympic gold medal. Elsewhere today at the, Mike, at the Paralympics Michael McKillop says he's devastated to have not won a medal at his final games the four time champion finishing in 8th place in the T37-38 1500 metres final in Tokyo today Cork's Padalari narrowly missing out on a medal he finished 5th in the VL3 canoe final this morning we'll hear from him later on speaking from Tokyo earlier on today very very proud of his efforts was Pat Mary Fitzgerald was 6th in the F40 shot put Phil Eagleton taking 15th place in the R9 rifle shooting golf and uh, Ireland's Leona Maguire is in action today for Europe at her maiden Solheim Cup as well she's playing alongside England's Mel Reid they beat America's Jessica and Nelly Corda in the foursomes yeah, Europe leading by three and a half to a half so fantastic stuff there Patrick Cantlay meanwhile holding a one shot lead over the field at 17 under par heading into day three of the season ending tour championship on the PGA Tour 
Roy McIlroy is back in action about half past seven tonight. He's on eight under par. Stephen Kenny looking very, very frustrated on the sidelines here. This is a big, big moment, a big, big game for him. He has to get a result here. I think everyone's expecting Ireland to win. Um, this will do a lot of the positives, I suppose. From There was a lot of positives from that Portugal game to take last week, and there was a great buzz around this Irish team heading into today's game, so they need to find somewhere to win if they're to keep this uh, momentum and the buzz going. But uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, I should say, currently frustrating the boys in green. 51 minutes on the clock, Ireland nil, Azerbaijan won. In rugby, Munster playing Munster today in their challenge game. They were supposed to face Bath, uh, but that was cancelled. So the Munster putting out uh, two 15s against each other. And it was the Munster great team winning by 38 points at 221. So congratulations to Munster and indeed commiserations to Munster. I'll never get tired of saying that. In tennis at the US Open women's top seed Ashley Barty hoping to secure her last 16 place at Flushing Meadows today. The Aussie playing Shelby Rogers men's top seed Novak Djokovic is in her is in third round action today against the uh, 2014 finalist Kai Nishikori and in cricket Ireland's cricketers taking on Zimbabwe in their uh, final test today uh, Ireland 3-1 up in the series Zimbabwe said Ireland a target of 124 to chase um, with just under 18 overs to go uh, Ireland are under just under 18 overs gone I should say Ireland 105 for 8 they need 20 runs in 13 balls to win so we keep it posted on that one alright still Ireland nil Azerbaijan won Azerbaijan uh, currently engaging in a little bit of time wasting there's going to be a lot of that over the next 40 minutes there or thereabouts we'll keep it posted on that last night though Cork City looking very very good indeed against Athlone Tillman and by three goals to win looking superb in the first half it was an excellent excellent display from the uh, Rebel Army in the first half as uh, they went 3-0 up inside uh, half an hour it was fantastic opening the scoring after just uh, a couple of minutes in fact a minute and 50 seconds it was Barry Coffey uh, finding the net this Celtic man has uh, got a knack for scoring goals from midfield scored four goals for City all of them into the shed and he scored after a minute and 50 seconds last night. Keen Murphy nipped in to score his 10th league goal of the season last night to make it 2-0. And then Dylan McGlade with one of the goals of the season cutting in on his right foot into the top corner from 20 yards. It was absolutely incredible. I was on commentary last night for LOI TV and it's safe to say I was a little bit excited. Good stuff from Bargary. Yes, it's Coffey who does very, very well switch that to Dylan McLeade. Hurley's on the march here, give him an option. It's in the underlap. McLeade cuts in, he's going to shoot, he is. Fantastic effort! What a goal! What a goal! Whoa! <laughs> what a goal! Dylan McLeade, 20 yards, right foot in oh. top corner, my word, what a goal! Unbelievable, unbelievable, what a goal. Yeah, safe to say, I thoroughly enjoyed last night it was incredible and Dylan McGlade's a much improved player as well even his work rate last night was sensational uh, he tracked back broke up a number of attacks last night and, and including the attacking stuff which we know he's well able to do but his work rate and his attitude has been spot on um, over the last couple of months and um, City's form has been absolutely electric unbeaten now 7 in the league and look things certainly going in the right direction for Cork City Shelburne to come on Friday night which should be a very very interesting game indeed and you know what playoffs aren't a million miles away it's not beyond the realms of possibility now it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of luck but to keep playing the way they're playing there's no reason why they can't uh, get things back and I suppose Bray Wanderers are 8 points clear they're, they're running out of game City admittedly but you never ever know
I got a chance to speak to Dylan McGlade about his wonder goal after last night's game. Dylan, um, first off, three points is always fantastic, and that was a great performance for me tonight. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, we're on a run at the moment. Um, the boys are full of confidence. I think we're playing with confidence, even in the second half there. Like maybe at the start of the season, we might have conceded there late on, and it might have been ropey. But uh, I think we seen out the game fine. They had maybe one or two half chances, but I think we finished out the game comfortable and 3-1 at home, like you can't beat it in front of the fans. They were absolutely excellent again. Um, and we just move on now to Shells next week. From us watching from the sideline, they've been improving week on week. Are you seeing that on the training pitch as well? Uh, definitely. I mean, the boys from the start have been, we've been working hard and training every day. Like That's something that cannot be taken away from the young lads. They put it in every day in training. And I think it was always, I think maybe we had a, very high expectations but this is a tough league do you know what I mean and um, I kind of knew from my own experience that it would take a while for the boys to settle and I think now you see it like Murph and Benny like a devastating pace up front I mean Derek Crowley's come and played I think nearly every minute of the season so far he's gone kind of under the radar but he's massive for us as well you have Bagsy coming back in you even have the young lad Sean and coming off the bench so I think now that we're halfway over halfway point I think you're really starting to see the team come together that was some goal from you boy wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the best ones I've hit so far yeah. but uh, I've, been, I've been joking with the boys saying the keepers have been pulling off unreal saves the last few weeks so I'm just delighted to see one go in now yeah, was that one of the best goals you scored? Yeah, I'd say it was probably up there now uh, in terms of distance of a strike. Like, but I'm just happy for the win and to score in front of the shed end. I think that's my first goal in front of the shed end there now. So it's absolutely excellent to see the fans jumping up and down and have another. I think there was half 50% capacity now this time. So just more. How much of a difference does that make having a big crowd like that in? Oh, massively. I mean, like sometimes, like when it's. When we were playing a start season, there's nobody in. Like you're trying to build your own atmosphere, and it's hard sometimes. You know what I mean? Like football is an entertaining sport, and and it's it's there to be played in front of lots of fans who build a great atmosphere and the lads do that now to be fair so it was absolutely excellent you see the shed there at the end even when we came in Colin was saying listen to that like that's what we have there for us if we want to do well here and you can hear from the, from the shouting like Shelburne now to come next week as well that's going to be a cracker isn't it yeah oh, massive massive game I mean these are the games that you want to be playing in uh, against the top of the table this is where we should be um, and hopefully they bring down a good few fans hopefully we get another few fans in People more interested now to see us doing well and scoring lots of goals. So it'll be, it'll be, it's, it has the making of being a, a top top match. And for yourself, don't you feel like you, as a player, have improved over the course of the season? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think I was, I was, I was doing okay, but like by my own standards, the, the standard I hold myself to, I wasn't affecting the game as much as I can. Um, and I think I had a little spell out of the team, and, and I really just put my put my head down and grafted and worked hard, did what the manager wanted. Um, and then when I was put back into the team I think I I developed on the side that he wanted me to and now I think I'm really starting to affect the game with goals and assists the last few weeks and, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing I'm an attacking player um, I'm one of the older lads on the team so I should be leading in that way and I'm just happy for it to start to work off on the pitch Barry Coffey opened the scoring tonight he's had a, a big impact since he's come in can you talk to us about that? Yeah Baz is excellent I was just messing with him there saying he only scores tap-ins <laughs> but he arrives in the box at the right time and, and look it's a skill do you know what I mean like He's done it now the last few weeks where he's arriving off the back post, off the back of players, and he's and he's getting on the end of them things like, and he's scoring important goals for us. So it's great to have his energy in there. His runs for midfield are hard to track, and he's and he's lively. He wants to get on the ball, and you can see that quality in the game. Um, and I think he's been a massive improvement towards going forward from midfield 
most definitely and it allows me to get a bit higher and the boys to get a bit higher because we know he's going to he's going to get in there and in them spaces so he's been an excellent addition now to be fair Dylan thanks for watching no no yeah really great to talk to uh, Dylan McGlade who got a cracker of a third goal last night was a threat all around the park for Cork City and it was uh, just one of the, the best goals I have seen in uh, a long long time and as you heard from a commentary before we heard from Dylan McGlade there I might have gotten Slightly excited. Great to be on LOI TV last night with Philip Long, Cork City legend, and really looking forward to the game against Shelburne. Um, should be um, a big crowd. There was a, over 1,200 there last night. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. And uh, fair play to all the Cork City fans for the atmosphere that they created last night. Um, brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant stuff. And I cannot wait for the Shelburne game next week. Um, things not going so well for Cove Ramblers though. Darren Murphy still looking for a first league win as Ramblers boss. They were lost at 3-0 to Treaty United last night. Uh, Treaty United uh, currently flying high in fourth place and uh, doing really, really well in their maiden season. And uh, certainly in line now for a playoff spot. Shelburne still top of the table, obviously. Uh, so uh, after last night's 4 0 win over bottom of the table, Wexford and uh, Crane result are a great uh, game between UCD and Bray. UCD cruising at 4 0 up last night. A hat trick from Gary Shaw putting uh, Bray under, or putting UCD under a bit of pressure. Uh, late on but it was UCD to, to get the win there so they uh, remain third and uh, Bray Wanderers uh, getting those three goals last night certainly helping their goal difference if it did come down to goal difference uh, against uh, Cork City for that uh, fifth and f- or their fourth and final playoff spot City though eight points behind so a lot of work to do but do you know what you beat Shelburne next week you a chance Bray Wanderers might slip up a bit of pressure on them you never, never know. But yeah, I really enjoy being back. Uh, not back at Turner's Cross last night. It's a weird thing to say because it felt like I was back at Turner's Cross for the first time because it's the first time it felt like a bit of normality, big crowd, big atmosphere, uh, seeing people I hadn't seen in almost two years, a year and a half. It's, it was absolutely fantastic and I really, really can't wait for Friday night. 61 minutes on the clock now uh, at the Aviva Stadium, Ireland and Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan still leading by uh, goal to nil and Ireland trying to get back into it in fairness they have dominated the second half the first 15 minutes of it anyway um, so fingers crossed Ireland get a goal it looks like it's only a matter of time before they find one um, certainly putting Azerbaijan under a tremendous amount of pressure but is it going to be one of those nights certainly hope not but Ireland are going to throw the kitchen sink at this to try and get something from it 61 minutes on the clock Ireland nil. Azerbaijan won. I'm going to talk some Paralympics now in Tokyo 2020 drawing to a close. It's been announced today that Katie George and Levy will be the Irish flag bearer for the closing ceremony of the Paralympic Games. George, Katie George will be joined by her guide and the pilot of that incredibly successful Irish tandem, Eve McChrystal. They've been the most successful Irish Paralympians at the uh, 2020 Games. They're going to return home with two gold medals from their road campaign and one silver medal earned on the track. So certainly uh, very very well deserved flag bearers uh, for the closing ceremony now Neve McCarthy we had her on the show uh, ahead of the Paralympics uh, looking to uh, get another medal after finishing uh, with a silver in Rio five years ago she finished fifth in the F41 final producing her best throw and her final throw in a time of 28.94 metres in the sixth round it was uh, a bit short of her PB and just a little bit short of a bronze medal. Had she PB'd, uh, she would have gotten uh, a medal at, uh, at the Games a couple of days ago. But this was re- Nia's reaction not long after uh, finishing fifth. 
Uh, look, it was um, it, uh, I'm processing, alright It's going to be a bit of processing time But no, it was I'm happy with my performance I mean, I, I, I don't really mind where the, where the throws come, to be honest But just I'm happy with myself, I'm happy with my performance I know other people were expecting different things But being true and honest with myself like It's been a very hard few years So just to make it out to us, I'm, I'm happy with that and to have a few good throws uh, you know I'll take that well, you consciously needed to get a PB you needed to go over 30 to win and then the standard is so high now well I mean my PB is over 30 so like you know I, I'm, I'm always off my season's best which yeah like again if you just look at the results you'd be thinking oh but you know if you'd done you know even slightly near to what you've done this year you know you would have you know gotten the medal but Look, I just there's been a lot of kind of stuff going on, I suppose, and I don't regret anything happened there. I don't think I could have done more. I think I did as as best as I could today. Um, and we, we saw world records change hands and an unbelievable finish. The Algerian won it with the very last throw. A sensational competition. No, they're amazing girls, and Jesus, it was some competition to watch because I don't usually watch my competitors because it kind of stresses me out a bit. But like. That there was no catching them, like you know. So it was amazing to actually witness those throws firsthand, right in front of me. Uh, and they're amazing girls, like and Jesus, they deserve every second they get. And the level, the level of competition in this is just sky high. Oh, it's just jumped and jumped. Um, because the Tunisian girl wasn't kind of pushed, I suppose, for a few years. I mean, I was tailing her a little bit uh, a couple of years back, but um, when the Moroccan came in, she she's really pushed the, both of them and it's just amazing to see the results of that Paris is only three years away haven't given any thoughts with you <laughs> I'll be in Paris but it's unlikely to be as an athlete uh, I'd love to go and enjoy the competition as a spectator because I, had, I never have been a proper spectator at any games you know so no I'm looking forward to Paris but yeah to go and yeah if Paralympics Ireland want to give me a job I would take one <laughs> Um, I'll so be translator. Yeah, so you were thinking about that coming in that you thought this would be your last Paralympics. Will you continue to compete, you think? Or? I don't know. Uh, I won't make any decisions now, but I suppose, like, had the Games gone ahead last year, I wouldn't have been in them. And, I mean, a week ago, I was close to withdrawing as well, so... Why? <laughs> oh, my emotions are kicking in now. Um, you just weren't in that place? Th- no. I've been trying for years to get back yeah. in my head to where I used to be and yeah I suppose I've changed as a person yeah. that's not to say those kind of strengths aren't in there but they're not with me right now in the in the quantities certainly that I like so no I'm happy to have just actually made it to the competition today because it was such a goal like realistically so no I'm I'm really proud of myself yeah, very emotional, very honest stuff there from Neil McCarthy, one of our favourite guests on the show over the last couple of years. And um, I'm sure she'll be back. And look, she said herself there, just going to take some time and think. And um, finishing fifth uh, earlier on in the week. But um, yeah, congratulations to, to Neil on her second Paralympic Games. Uh, still Ireland nil, Azerbaijan won 65 minutes on the clock now. And Ireland still pressing, still putting a lot of pressure on Azerbaijan for that. 
that equaliser. There's been a couple of changes as well for the boys in green. Callum Robinson has come on for Ireland, as has uh, Cork's Alan Brown. Um, uh, Connor Horan, I do beg your pardon. So, look, the changes have been made. Stephen Kenny has made changes and they're trying to get back into this game. And uh, Ireland... Uh, are basically pinning Azerbaijan back they have all 11 players behind the ball and this is what Ireland are going to be facing for the next 25 minutes obviously you have to be wary of a counter-attack but Ireland uh, certainly putting it up to Azerbaijan here but a lot of work to do and time running out for the boys in green and there's been a big big shock today in the uh, Premier Senior Football Championship Valley Rovers I've beaten the three in a row chasing Nemo Rangers on a scoring of 1-9 to 11 points. So a big shock on the opening weekend of the Bon Secours Premier Senior Football Championship. We're going to talk Camogie now, Cork and Galway going head-to-head next week in the All-Ireland Camogie Final. Going to hear now from our Cork captain, Linda Collins, who's been in conversation with our man, Ger McCarthy. This is part of the Women in Sport podcast. You can get that every Thursday on redfm.ie. But this is Ger's chat with Linda. Now then, it has been quite the Sunday afternoon for the Cork senior Camogie captain, Linda Collins, the Corsi Rovers player, did not start against Kilkenny, but more than made her presence felt when she was brought on late in the game to score the winning point and send Cork to an All-Ireland final. Linda, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Um, congratulations, first of all, back in an All-Ireland final. Talk us through those last 10, 12 minutes when you were on the pitch and uh, that winning point. Yeah, to be honest, I actually didn't realise how little time was left. I didn't realise it was the 63rd minute. I only heard that afterwards. I actually thought we had a lot more time. <laughs> so it's just as well it went over. Um, but no, I mean, it was just great. I felt like the ball was coming in really quick from the girls outside. The delivery was brilliant when I came on. I felt I just was so eager to get on the ball and stuff and... You know, sometimes that is what you need. And I mean, Katrina and Amy had done such hard work inside there. Like, honestly, credit to them. They were in a battle for every single ball. So I just felt like, you know, they'd done all the hard work. And then it came came down to me at the end. And like, Fiona got the leveller as well. So I mean, like, really, they all it, it all just went so fast until the last, after the 63rd minute when we got the point, the last minute. That's like the the longest minute ever <laughs> the ball was up and back and up and back and it, it just felt like that minute went on for so long yeah but Linda it's one thing to beat the All-Ireland champions who beat me last year in an All-Ireland semi-final at Crow Park but you were down to 14 as well at the time I mean the effort and the conditioning and just I think the way the team has grown maybe over the last 12 months under Paddy Murray and his backroom team is that a fair assessment that nobody seemed to panic he just got on with the job stuck to the task and got there at the end no, yeah, and I think that, that is it. Like, I mean, we were there to do a job. Everybody knew their role. We talk about values. And, like, obviously my value yesterday to the team was to try and come on and make an impact. And, like, other people have different values. Like, Kira Sullivan was up and down that pitch yesterday and she just didn't stop for the whole uh, 50 minutes when she was on. So, like, then it was my turn to come on and re-inject more energy. So I suppose we talk about values and things like that a lot this year and we, we never panicked, you know, when... Like we went down to there and it was about 55, 56 minutes on the clock. It was just a matter of, okay, we've done this before. We just said like, it's never going to be as hard as our training sessions. So just head down and keep doing what we know how to, how to do it. Never as hard as the training sessions. That's an interesting thing. We might come back to that. <laughs> Can I take you back to the moment when Potty told his captain that she wasn't going to be starting in an All-Ireland final? Because I know how dedicated you are. I know how important 
Camogie is to you and how much effort you've put in um, all year um, that must not that, that can't have been easy but at the same time while it wasn't easy you took it on the chain and you just got on with it yeah and I, I think like you know what is the what was the point of me wasting negative energy you know on trying to be like oh god I'd love to be starting and I wish I was this and I wish I was that but you know obviously I was so upset after you told me and then I felt like this week I was trying like I was training really well and stuff so I was you know and people would be saying oh you'd be starting you know and things like that but you know like I knew myself that wasn't my role for Sunday and I knew my role for Sunday was going to be different to what I've ever done in years gone by because from starting all the games and then you're like it's not in semi-final how do they think you know that I'm not going to be starting but look I mean really they did it for the team and they said at the end of the day we want to win the match and they said look if this is the role I just I really just felt like I have a different role I didn't see it as being negative I didn't see it as anything else I knew myself I was going well, I backed myself when I came on, and yeah, I just felt it was it was just my role on the day. That's very. Well, it's a very mature um, and a real captain's answer, and I can see why Paddy is giving you the captaincy because not a lot of players would be able to react in the same manner or come off the bench and make the impact that they wanted you to make. And again, that comes from experience, I would imagine. Yeah, it does. And to be honest, like I don't, I don't think I expected it to happen in that fashion. You know, I thought I was going to come on and you know set up a few plays and things like that. But uh, no, I mean. It, it does. It comes from experience, and you learn. Like, look, I mean, we're all there to win. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who puts the ball over the bar. It doesn't matter who does anything on the pitch. Once everybody is a unit, and every, everybody trusts each other as well. And I think that is really important as well this year. I feel like there's a good bond between us, and everybody knows what each other are doing and where each other are going to be. And we've we've good values in the team this year, and I think it definitely does probably come down to experience for the older ones to just enjoy your camogie because you know there's only so many years that you'd be at it. A fair point as well. No, the the emotion on the pitch at the full time whistle told us exactly what this meant to Cork, but you've got to. Put that to one side. You've you've enjoyed it. You've uh, enjoyed the, the the victory, and you now have Galway in an All Ireland final. I mean, that there's a big build up to that. You've got to refocus for that. But how much will yesterday's performance, not alone the victory, have brought Cork on? Yeah, definitely. Like even playing in Crow Park, some of us hadn't been there in like two years. Some of us had never been there. So I mean, it was great to even be there yesterday. And I think just the emotion of getting over um, an All Ireland semi final and things like that is great. And I think like you know, for the younger girls to even see us winning and knowing how to win uh, was great. So uh, yeah, it would definitely was. It'll definitely push the girls on now again. But obviously, head down now again like, in two weeks' time. Like it's a different game. You know, the Kilkenny game is gone. We enjoyed yesterday and it was so emotional. But, like, I mean, that has to go out the window now again and you have to drive on and keep the head down and keep yourselves there for the next two weeks. Well, indeed you do. And it's all down to your winning point and obviously a fantastic team performance. Congratulations again for everybody on the big red bench, Linda. And we'll hopefully talk to you before that all Ireland final. Lovely. Thanks so much, Jay. That's Linda Collins there speaking to Jura ahead of the uh, All Ireland final after last week's uh, game against Kilkenny. Uh, coming on to score the winning point after not starting, um, and as Jura mentioned, just showed incredible maturity um, to just not let that bother her and came on and did the stuff in her 40 minutes. On. Look, she was absolutely incredible last week, as were Cork and Galway to come now in next week's All Ireland final. So fingers crossed it'll be a happy day for the Rebels. Still Ireland nil, Azerbaijan won. It's. Um, 
Paul Hansen a pump for Azerbaijan as Ireland just put them under more and more and more and more pressure uh, but 73 and a half minutes on the clock it's <laughs> looking like it might not be Ireland's day today to be perfectly honest about it um, one of those games Azerbaijan going ahead right in the stroke of half time and just all for Ireland to do now it's it's um, frustrating especially considering all the uh, the, the goodwill and all the, the buzz after the, the Portugal game even though they lost it was just a matter of their performance was fantastic so fingers crossed Ireland can get something here but look it's not looking likely to be perfectly honest about it yeah, just another corner gun in there and it uh, is cleared by Azerbaijan right still to come on the show we're going to talk to Kenny Harrington next Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. Ireland haven't managed to find an equaliser during that ad break. Still Ireland nil, Azerbaijan won. If it stays this way, Stephen Kenny is going to be under tremendous, tremendous pressure. Four games played, no points. It'll be... um, Will he be given time by the FBI or like it's going to be people calling for his heads if the result stays this way? Now, there are 13 minutes left to go, so look, a lot can happen in 13 minutes. This is football after all, but if Stephen Kenny doesn't get a win here, he's going to be under tremendous pressure. Um, but look, it remains to be seen. I'm just getting more and more frustrated watching this game, and as by Jan doing everything they can take the sting out of the game as is their want to be perfectly honest about it uh, so we're still 2-0 up on Luxembourg as well and if you haven't heard a bit of a shock in the Premier Senior Football Championship to Danny Rangers defeating uh, our beaten bike Valley Rovers a great win for Valleys as they won by 1-9 to 11 points we are going to talk boxing now of course Katie Taylor in action tonight Kelly Harrington winning gold a couple of weeks back at the Olympic Games in Tokyo she's been chatting to Valerie about that experience it's been great. Uh, it's been like, to be honest with you, life has just been the same. You know, like people are just recognizing me now and uh, people are beeping and just people genuinely are happy and just want to give their 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 kind regards, really, you know, like, uh, but it's pretty much the same, really. Like, I'm like, I mean, I, I'm just a very normal person and I don't want to be I don't want to be. Um, changing or anything because people keep saying oh your life will change and this and that and I'm like well I like my life the way it is you know so I don't really need it to change what I would like is just to inspire people and you know maybe help other people change their lives you know like because my life is actually all right like and if I can help anybody else then that's what I want to do how have you found the last week or so since you were home? Have you been able to have some downtime? Is there people banging on the front door? Come out, Kelly. Uh, yeah, no, I've had, I have had uh, some downtime. It's been like for the first couple of days, it was pretty, I mean, my sleep pattern was all over the place. So I was absolutely exhausted and emotionally drained and stuff. But uh, now I'm, I'm sleeping well. I'm actually sleeping more than I've ever slept before. Some nights I'm getting 10 hours and that's very unusual for me. Like, so yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, I was up early this morning. So back to the early mornings, which, which I like, I like getting up out of bed and seizing the day really like, <laughs> I know, no, it is pretty amazing, but let's talk about your Olympic journey. I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster for yourself and your family and for everyone here at home and taking us back to that morning at 6am when the whole of Ireland was up, like everyone setting their alarms. And how did you feel going into that fight, Kelly? I was nice and relaxed. I was nice and calm. I like, I mean, I have a good team back at home, like with, with my own club coach and all work. And then I have a great team over there with, with John Conlon, uh, Zora and Anita and Tia and 
Dimitri Dimitruk. And I suppose John Connell was was able to keep me nice and calm, nice and relaxed. And um, he just was checking in on me all the time. And, you know, like it was it was great. Like going into the fight, I just felt the same as as obviously like I had nerves, you know, like there's a lot on the line, you know, but it didn't it didn't over it didn't overtake what I was doing, you know, like, so it was, it was actually, it was grand, you know, like the way I look at it is like, I'd, I'd got to an Olympic games. I'm now in a final, like anything from here is a bonus, but to be honest with you, anything like before that, just getting to the Olympic games, the way I had started, I says, anything is a bonus from here, you know, like, and then to get to the final, I still kept that same thing in my head. Like anything is a bonus, you know, like, yeah. and, and that was it, you know, like, uh, I still can't believe that I've I've won an Olympic gold medal. Like it's just like to be honest with you, I don't know if it'll ever hit me because people are like, oh, I'll hit you then, it'll hit you then. Like, and I'm like, I don't think it will ever hit me because I'm just it's just, you know, like that's just me as a person. It's just like yeah, I'm just I'm 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 grounded and I'll never lose the run of myself. Yeah, no, that is really nice to see. And people can see that a mile away as well. But for you heading into the fights or any fight, have you any strange and weird routines or rituals that you do that we should know about? I don't actually, because I think once you get into that, into kind of doing strange things and all that, like then, like all it takes is one thing to to go oh, wrong yeah. and then you're you're all over the place so I try my best not to now I probably do without even knowing it, you know like if, yeah. if you ask the coaches they will probably say yeah she does this you know but uh, I try my best to, to think that I don't have that kind of uh, thing going on because I, I just think it, it could put a lot of pressure on you then one thing goes wrong and then boom it's it has a snowball effect then you know yeah, well, the medal, we did have um, Finton and, of course, Paul into us after they did winning the gold. And it's heavy. The medal is heavy enough, Kelly. Yeah, it's very heavy. It's very like it, it's it's a medal like no other, I suppose. You know, it was uh, all the, the people of Japan donated their old electronics. And, and that's what the, the, the medals are made out of. Um, and it's like silver with with a gold, a gold plated, I, I don't know, or gold on the front, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like no, but it looks good and it feels heavy. That's all I know. <laughs> and where do you keep it? I mean, like, is there a place now that it's going to be put, or have you just thrown somewhere? I feel like you need to put well, it somewhere. Uh, I've actually I opened it up, so I have it in a box, and I opened okay. the box up this morning. So it's a box in a box. Yeah. But I opened it up today, and I've already lost a bit of the box. So I'm like. Yeah, I'm a bit like, okay, I have to really stop just like throwing it around everywhere, you know? Yeah. So, uh, have you with you there? I have, yeah. a, uh, give me an all look of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at it. It's amazing. Oh, I don't. This. Look at that detail. Like, that's just like, I think that's the front and I think that's the back. But I think the back should be the front because yeah. I just think that's amazing. And then it has on the end of it, like, uh, women's boxing, women's lightweight, light 57 to 60. Like, you know, I just think, yeah, it's amazing. And can we talk about the support from home and in Portland Row? I mean, the morning, I mean, we're all up and we're looking at the videos on Twitter, Kenny, and we couldn't get over. There was a big screen there. The family's inside. Of course, your family went in and watched on their own, rightly so. Even some of your family, family members couldn't even watch it. They were so nervous. But the support has been just been fantastic. 
obviously I didn't know like what it was like back home and no one was telling me because they didn't want to put pressure on me or anything, yeah. you know, but, uh, like I had seen video after, after the final, I, I, st- I went out to my social media and seen loads of videos of at home, like, and to just see people so happy, like, you know, it was just amazing. Like I'll never be able to describe that, the feeling of being able to make people smile and forget for a little while about everything what's going on in the world at the moment, you know, like, and like, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. It really is like the support from my community has been absolutely tremendous, but the support from our nation, from all over Ireland, like, I, I just can't believe it. Like, I really can't. Like, I'm I'm getting cards from all over Ireland and I'm opening them up and I'm like, from Mayo, from Tullamore, from Kerry, from Tipperary, from Belfast, from Donegal. Like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, it's just been amazing. There's there's poems. People are making poems about me. People are, are singing songs and all about me. Like, I like, I just, it's just, it's just mad. Like, I, it's just... I don't know, like it's, I've never, I wouldn't have never ever thought like that this would be something that I'd be experiencing. Like, yeah. you know, I, and it's even, even like people always say, oh, you must have always dreamt of getting a gold medal. Like I haven't necessarily always dreamt of getting a gold medal, but I definitely haven't dreamt of what comes after a gold medal, you know, like, so it's all a bit like, whoa, you know, like, mm. You know, it's overwhelming. Like, it's probably overwhelming, Kelly, a small bit. It is a little bit. Yeah, it is a little bit. But uh, I, I, I'm like, I'm genuinely, you know, like, you know, to see people like on the street and see when they smile and they say congratulations and they're like, you know, they're genuinely smiling. It's not a fake smile. It's a, it's a real smile. And that like, I'm a real honest person. And I like, I don't like people who are dishonest and, and you know, like, and when I see people genuinely smiling and being happy then I I'm I'm delighted with that look it's it's probably another thing that we need to point out that it's your win is so inspirational it's probably set off a lot of young girls heading into boxing clubs around the country which is something that you'd love to see I mean more women boxing this is exactly it like we want at the moment with COVID and stuff the clubs are kind of all over the place I don't think they're fully open or anything like uh We've actually lost some boxing clubs because they haven't been able to keep open because bills need to be paid and they've had to close down. In due time, I hope that, I hope, I hope, you know, obviously with COVID, clubs can't open. So, like, you're not being able to capitalise on getting them in through the doors, you know. But I do hope when that time does come that we do have loads of children, teenagers, adults coming through those doors men women boys girls you know like it doesn't matter like whether they're a boy or a girl or whether you know like just I just want them coming through the doors that's that's the main thing you know like and and you 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 don't have to be young to get into boxing you can be any age you want to be like it's just about stepping through the doors first of all and welcoming yourself in and the the boxing club welcoming welcoming me in and you become part of a bigger family then What's next? What's next for you before I leave you go? I know you're a busy woman this morning. 
Uh, just chill out now, just taking a break. Uh, hopefully get on a holiday, get away for a holiday soon. Um, I just need to unwind and, and relax and go out and eat some nice takeaways. <laughs> and, you know, like just do do normal things. You know, I've been doing a bit of normal things this week, like getting the hair done, the nails done, the facial, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's nice to feel normal, like, you know, and to be able to do those things and not, not going and doing them and then rushing off the training, like, an hour after it like so it's just nice and one last question because I know I'm being rushed off this with your bot when it comes to your boxing gloves do you have the same pair all the time do you change it up like how particular are when it comes to them uh, I, I wear so uh, yeah no I have to change them up all the time because uh, they start to smell yeah. <laughs> so you have to change them up because I don't think anyone can can take that smell especially when you're sparring if you have smelly gloves on you could nearly knock a person out with the smell never mind with the, <laughs> with the punch <laughs> so you change them up Kelly it's so lovely to chat to you thank you so much for your time alright congratulations on myself and I have one here at work you've been amazing and it's been really nice to chat to you thanks very much for having me yeah one of the nicest people in the country as well and Kelly Harrington is nice too that is Valerie in conversation with Valerie and Valerie in conversation with Valerie Valerie in conversation uh, with Kelly Harrington about uh, Kelly's gold medal and just Everything is it's fantastic. One of the I, I was gen. I, I, we discussed this with uh, Gavin Case in the Forty Two on the show a couple of weeks back after uh, Kelly Harrington and won gold. I had a tear in my eye several times during that fight and afterwards. And when she won the medal, when she was given the gold medal, I said, look, absolutely fantastic stuff and fantastic uh, to see her uh, being uh, given the recognition that she deserves following that gold medal win. Ireland have equalised against Azerbaijan. Big, big, big news. Shane Duffy uh, with the goal from uh, Josh Cullen-Cross. Powering, powerful header from Duffy um, to put the ball into the back of the net. But I'm not even sure this is going to be enough. Ireland should have been winning this game. It's one apiece, 20 seconds left to go in normal time. And uh, Ireland have to try and find a winner from somewhere. But they're going to run out of time. Just waiting to see how long it's going to be added on here by the referee can Ireland find a winner somehow they've been dominant in this uh, second half and uh, they've been certainly putting Azerbaijan under a tremendous amount of pressure Um, still haven't seen the board five minutes to be added five minutes going to be added here for Ireland at the end of this uh, game uh, at uh, the Aviva Stadium great atmosphere there it has to be said but five minutes for Ireland to try and find a winner Serbia 3-1 up on Luxembourg uh, as well there in that uh, other game in the group but it's going to be uh, an intense couple of minutes for Azerbaijan as they try to hold on and trying to take a point away from Dublin uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more of the Paralympics Ireland's Padaleri Cork's Padaleri most importantly finishing a brilliant fifth today in the VL3 final uh, one of the most thrilling canoeing races in Tokyo today the Cork native making history in 2016 by finishing sixth came even closer to a medal this time in the dramatic, uh, most dramatic of finishes in the new VL3 VA event Australia's uh, Chris McGrath taking gold in 50.537 but uh, less than one second separated the next four across the line Britain Stewart Wood taking bronze less than two tenths of a second faster than O'Leary's uh, 52.9.10 going to hear from uh, O'Leary uh, speaking after uh, today's event uh, it feels fabulous um, I mean like I said to you yesterday or the day before the days are melting into each other the important thing for me is to get get out of me what I have in me 
and I really don't think I had another tenth of a second in me. No, apparently I was less than that away from it. But less than two, I think probably less than two from a grand. Yeah. So, but I don't think I had anything more in me. I think it was, for me, there's no such thing as a perfect race, but on the day, it was as good a race as I had. So you have to be happy with that. And if there are four guys in the world better than me, that's fine. I'll take that. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it's been a great advertisement for uh, Paracanoe. All of the races have been really tight. And, uh, yeah, you just got to see the spirit of it, of it as well. So it's been fabulous. Um, yeah, you know, you just get out there and race and enjoy it. Um, and that's, you know, I smile every time I get on the water. I smile before each race to remind myself that this is what I enjoy. And, like, the stress can get in on you, but you actually have to remind yourself that this is enjoyable. Um, I'm not sure. Like, it is what it is. I suppose we, we do Worlds and Europeans each year. And, like, I'm used to being in finals. I'm used to doing it. Um, I've kind of faith in the process at this point that I know I get quicker as battles go on so I don't panic on heats and semis and stuff but um, ah, it is it is an advantage but it's been a very different game um, well beyond Tokyo Jude Sean and and Joe at home um, there's a WhatsApp group with about 150 people in it um, there is a lock-in in uh, commercial Boat club this evening um, with Galway Kayak Club in the bar watching. Um, and I have been avoiding them all like the plague other than Jude, my wife, for the last uh, for the last two weeks really. Um, so I'll have to catch up with them. But all of that support here, um, Neil Fleming, who's worked with me since 2013. And like just before I got on, I was reflecting the fact that like through those years we've got me to all of the, the championships in good fettle never been injured uh, I don't fall apart and you know at this age I probably should <laughs> um, I reflect on it as a wonderful success um, and, and like I, I always divorce what I do from the result because I'm not in control of everyone else I'm in control of myself um, I know that I prepared properly I know that you know I did sparring with, with a lot of people in, in Galway before I came out I know the shape I was in and I know that that's been reflected in my performances um, so yeah like it's a, it's a bit of a wonderful success the, the vow was a, a leap of faith um, like neither myself nor Neil knew anything about the vow when I sat in it first and you know I kind of know something about it now so <laughs> You know, um, and it was nice. Like the the European final. Like I didn't say so much at the time, but like you know, GB didn't go, um, and there were other people that weren't peaking for us and stuff like that. But the GB guy was the only guy who was ahead of me today from Europe. So kind of um, validates that a bit as well as a real result. Interesting to the big red bench in Cork, so defendants Cork's Pat O'Leary, they're finishing fifth today. Congratulations to him. You can see, or you can hear, I should say, how delighted he was for it. I'm just waiting for the full-time whistle now to go uh, at the Aviva Stadium where uh, Ireland and Azerbaijan are going to play out a one-all draw. Um, not the best of results, it has to be said, for the boys in green. And pressure going to be on Stephen Kenny, I think, after this. It's a game, I suppose, uh, people would have expected Ireland to win. Uh, just looking at the referee here now, just waiting for him uh, to blow the whistle. The five minutes of additional time are up. Azerbaijan are on the ball and the, the ball's gone out uh, for a throw-in. 
uh, for Azerbaijan over on the far side and they're certainly going to take their time they're going to be happy with their point here but Ireland's going to be massively disappointed with this they have to be massively disappointed with this it's um, a poor performance it's a poor result um, Shane Duffy equalising uh, just uh, with three minutes to go from a Josh Cullen cross after Azerbaijan had taken the lead uh, or just in the stroke of half time Neiman uh, Makhmadov with a fantastic strike you've got to watch this one back if you haven't seen it and the full time whistle is gone um, Ireland won Azerbaijan won and Stephen Kenny looking a bit flummoxed uh, on the uh, the sideline uh, he knows he's going to be a man under pressure. Uh, four games played, just a, a single point uh, for uh, Ireland uh, in that uh, UEFA qualification group for the World Cup The uh, in, in Group A. Uh, so they are behind Serbia on 10 points, Portugal on 10 points, Luxembourg have 6 points and uh, Ireland have won uh, along with Azerbaijan. It's a massively disappointing results I can only imagine the pressure I suppose that Stephen Kenny is going to be put under after this looking forward to hearing what he has to say we'll have some of that on the Big Red Bench tomorrow from 6pm as well but uh, it's finished at the Aviva Stadium one apiece not a great performance in the first half Ireland to be fair to their credit puts uh, Azerbaijan under a tremendous amount of pressure um, in the second half dominated proceedings in the second half and uh, Duffy's uh, equaliser getting Ireland a point there and uh, coming after the Portugal performance earlier on in the week it was that Portugal game was uh, uh, amazing because I was absorbed in it Ireland were fantastic and you think John Egan Corkman's going to score he scored the goal it's going to see Ireland through to three points against Portugal. It's going to deny Ronaldo the record, yada, yada, yada. And then he pops up uh, with uh, two right at the end. That's what he does. He's a world-class player. But I was just disappointed. But Ireland performed so um, admirably and heroically well. And then you're coming into this game for the first time, for me anyway, with a sense of hope and expectation, optimism. And then for uh, Azerbaijan to, to score, kind of suck the life out of that. And then just to, to get a draw and you can see the Ireland players you can see how disappointed they look uh, taking uh, or tr- uh, leaving the field here at the Aviva Stadium um, tough one for Ireland to take and uh, Stephen Kenny just again on the sideline just looking a bit the flummox doesn't know where he is after that performance but uh, we'll be discussing that on the big red bench tomorrow from 6 anyway we're pretty much out of time um, thanks very much indeed for tuning into our show tonight um, if you missed our show our podcast will be online later on this evening you'll get that on redfm.ie it'll be also available from wherever you download your podcasts from we had a great chat with Dylan McLeod on the show tonight you're going to hear that back on, on the podcast after his tremendous goal last night against that Atlanta and what was a very encouraging Cork City performance an excellent first half got the job done in the second the amount of effort they put forth in the first half last night meant that they didn't really have the energy levels to maintain that in the second half but look that first half last night one of the best 45 minutes of football I've seen in quite a long time from, from anyone basically and uh, Ireland or Ireland got Ireland in the brain now after watching that but Cork City's performances have been increasing and improving week on week and Colin Healy's certainly starting to get a tune out of his team as well and uh, really looking forward to that Shelburne game that's going to be coming up next uh, Friday at Turner's Cross in what should be a big crowd 1200 there last night hoping for even more tomorrow evening Stephen Kenny here just uh, patting all his players as they, they get off the pitch Looking forward to hearing what the former Dundalk and Derry City boss has to say about that. Also heard from Kelly Harrington on the show this evening, so if you missed that interview, it will be available on our podcast, redfm.ie, or from wherever 
you download your podcasts from. Thanks very much indeed, folks, for, for joining us this evening on the Big Red Bench. Back tomorrow from 6. Aiden in the hot seat tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow, so Aiden is going to be on the hot seat taking things, uh, taking over things and uh, taking you through an hour of sport from 6 until 7pm. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, folks. Hope you're all going to be watching Katie Taylor later on against Jennifer Hanna. I cannot wait to get home and watch Katie Taylor fight and we'll be discussing that in the Big Red Bench tomorrow as well from 6pm. Stevie's up next. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, folks, and I will talk to you on the bench tomorrow. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m.